Welcome back to the Galactic Dynasty Football League podcast. It's your commish, Joey D. Uh, today we are going to have a week one, week two recap. Uh, we're going to get into the week three matchups, look at some of everyone's rosters, kind of what's happened in the last two weeks, um, give some of my favorite plays for the week, and uh, maybe get into some of the, uh, the, the Dynasty Google Sheets, talking about what's going on in there. Without further ado, I'll hit you with the intro. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. Trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Alright, to kick it off, I'm going to start, we had a huge week one matchup, at least as far as my power rankings go, between myself and Jake Bright. I got absolutely annihilated. My team did not show up to play. I think I had two touchdowns on my roster, and I think I had, did I have a single guy, I, don't, I didn't have a single guy hit 100 yards, and I had two non-quarterback touchdowns, four total. Um, just got absolutely steamrolled for a... 119 to 63 loss. Um, I had Darius Slayton go off on my bench. He had Robbie Anderson go off on his bench. At no point or at no point that I have uh, any possibility of winning this. No matter my start sits, like I was going to get steamrolled in this. My team did not show up. Um, Kyler Murray is on an MVP pace. He started the season off hot. Aaron Jones is on MVP pace, starting hot. Adam Thielen went berserk. He said, "F Stephon Diggs." Me and Kirk are taking us to the promised land of Jesus. Um, you know, he had a really good week, is what it is. Uh, he had some good depth stuff going on. And he did that all without Kenny Galladay, Debo Samuel, Damian Williams. I got absolutely, like, steamrolled, and it feels feels bad. Um, another uh, matchup of the middle tier guys, kind of figure out where we're going to go, where we're going to go. Uh, Matt beats Yetter in a pretty close one, 96-88. Uh, it was a good matchup. Um, you know, Brady was good for fantasy because he had a uh, the quarterback sneak, so that kind of saved Matt's. Uh, actually, Watson, the same deal. They both had goal line touchdowns to save their fantasy days. Mixon has yet to show up. Mark Ingram has yet to show up. Uh, Todd Gurley and Carryon Johnson both have yet to show up. Um, Matt did get a good showing from Julio. Um, and Yetter's... Uh, you know, plethora of really good talent, but not great talent on his team. Gave him a good amount of points at 88, but simply not enough to get it done. Um, Matt had some big performers. Raheem Mostert went crazy. Julio went crazy, and that kind of put him over the top there. Um, that was really, I mean, Yetter had um, 
Jameson Crowder go off on his bench. He had John Brown have a good game on his bench. Aaron Rodgers went berserk on his bench. So, I mean, it was tough. Like, I don't think anyone was starting Aaron Rodgers week one unless you're, like, a Packers fan. Certainly no one's trying to start Jameson Crowder. Probably no one owns Jameson Crowder at this point. Um, you know, it was tough to start sits for, for Yetter, but uh, Matt made it happen, and good on him for that. Uh, we uh, Another another one, uh, Phil came up through uh, with an important win. I don't think it was a surprising win against Austin. No offense. Um, <laughs> Phil had big shine from Lamar, big shine from Alvin Kamara. Derrick Henry's been very steady. And um, and Marquise Brown hit 100 yards in his first game. He loved to see that stack combo with Lamar and, and uh, Marlon. Phil just rode it, to, rode it to a nice 109-79 30-point victory. I don't think there's a whole lot to cover there. Um, you know, uh, neither of them had a bad start-sit decisions. It was just, you know, Phil's players, as expected, played better than Austin's players. Um, and an absolute surprise of the year. Um, Jake Jennings, who I definitely qualify as a person that could push certainly for playoffs, let alone uh, get some money or championship, lost to the apps to the presumed 101 uh, Go Bird Sloppy Toppy Anthony DiMartino. Um, he backpacked to an 83-81 victory for the Sloppy Tops. Uh, Russell Wilson and Clyde Edward call it Clyde Edwards Alaire absolutely backpacked him to victory. They went all the way up Hiroshima and just <laughs> all the way up the mountain to the victory. He got it week one. He was tied for first place. You'll love to see it. Get a win. Don't have the uh, the is it going to happen thing for the whole season when you have a roster like that. You love to see the week one victory. It's very sad for Jake. Um, he had an unfortunate uh, situation where Marlon Mack was out to a hot start. And then blows what was his knee or his Achilles. He was out by the end of the first quarter. You know, that kills any roster um, when you, your guy goes out. Jared Goff didn't throw a touchdown. That's ridiculous. Um, almost still had 300 yards. But, and you know, throw touchdowns, it hurts. Um, Nick Chubb didn't do a whole lot because he fumbled. And then Cream Hunt took over. Like, Jake just had really bad luck with that. Um, and that's really what it was. All, all it was, I mean... Nothing going on in a whole lot of their benches. It just was what it was. LaVisca Chenault off to a hot start. You love to see it. little Visca action. But, yeah, just a big upset. Yeah, I love to see it from Sloppy Toppy getting it done. Um, and then in a huge week one matchup of the two champs, Mark Weber absolutely destroys who jacked Dak at the time. But because of this wager is now dumb Dak. You love to see the gambling. You love to see the intensity. The animosity, it was a huge matchup, the trash talk was there, and Mark absolutely took a steaming pile poo on Dakota's chest. You love to see it. Um, but, what a welterweight match. You had huge, huge performances from a lot of the players. Um, Cam went off, Pat Mahomes went off, CMC went off, Ezekiel Elliott went off. I think Mark had a touchdown from every player. Uh, Devontae Adams <laughs> had 34 points, Hopkins 21, Zeke 23. 27 basically McCaffrey 27 like you there was no one was winning this game he had Marlon Malcolm Brown who just went ballistic for the Rams week one with two touchdowns 24 points there was no one that was beating Mark on this day and I love to see it what a what a great trash talk back and forth and waited absolutely just pile of poo love it um Sean had a dominating win against Craig 138 87 um 
starting the season out right. Craig has been a guy that um, had kind of like Yetter's team situation where he doesn't necessarily have you know your favorite players in the world in in uh, fantasy football, but he has good players and good players can win you games. So he had a solid performance from Dak. He had a great game from Chris Carson. And then he just got solid contributions from Ronald Jones, Diggs, DJ Moore. Um, and he came up with a loss, but it was a solid performance. Um, certainly better than my piece of shit performance. But Sean went out there. He's got some guys you'd love to see in Dynasty. He's a really young team. Calvin Ridley is the hottest player right now. He had 30 points. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, he got lucky. In the aspect, unlike Jake, got unlucky. Sean got lucky with the fact that uh, Marlon Mack got hurt. Jonathan Taylor started the rest of the game and was able to get 11 fantasy points. Josh Jacobs, who is my breakout star of the, the, the year, absolutely pulled through in week one with 33.65 points. Absolute monster. And Josh Allen's a fantasy football hack. He's actually not good. He's just really good at fantasy football. So that's a week one recap. You had victories from Sean Stein. Uh... The First Order and Mark Weber, Sloppy Toppy Anthony, Phil and Captain Kiger, uh, House Yetter with or House Yetter with a loss, excuse me, Weber, Matt Weber with a win, and Jake Bright with a win. All right, so on to week two. Um, I'll just start with myself again because I'm on the top of my list for my phone. <laughs> when I'm looking at my phone. So uh, I had a essential but measly win against Sloppy Toppy. 91 to 83, the most or the least exciting game you could possibly imagine. Um, not exciting. Um, there was no good performances from anyone. Uh, I mean, actually, Russell Wilson was fantastic again for the sloppy toppies. Um, Anthony definitely had some questionable starts, as I guess probably did I. He started Ant- Ant- Antonio Gandy Golden instead of the likes of who did I think he should start? Like, and he could start Andy Isabella, Van Jefferson, Brian Edwards. Would have all made a lot more sense to me, but obviously I wasn't going to tell him that as I was facing him. So Antonio Gandy Golden put up a whole .55 for a catch for three yards. Love to see it. Might have saved my game. It honestly probably gave me a victory. Um, but so, yeah, a 91-83 to victory. Nothing to really impress about. I had a couple of solid performances from Drew Brees, Austin Eckler. Um, Drake was okay. Tyreek got it done for me. Odell came through big. Um, I had a silly start in Chris Herndon. I really thought that with uh, a few homies out on the offense that Chris Herndon would thrive. Um, He got a whole whopping four targets for one catch and five yards. Hate to see it. Um, Evan Ingram would have been way better. Uh, However, the sad part about this is, again, this week, I had a horrible, horrible, horrible uh, manager percentage. Um, could have started Joe Burrow, which I don't think that's the worst decision, but Jarek McKinnon went crazy. Kareem Hunt went berserk. James Conner went berserk. Um, and then I think Antonio Gibson did well. Like, I I did not do. Uh, T.Y. Hilton got missed on two deep shots for touchdowns. Michael Gallup got robbed of a touchdown from the from penalty. Um you know, I, I was real close with my start with my starts there. I think I did the right things. It's just TY and Gallup both missed. I mean, you add ten points to both of them on their touchdowns and my team's looking a lot more impressive for the week. Um But hey, is what it is. I got a victory. I kinda played it somewhat safe there. Um and I got the win. Uh next game, uh Jake bounces back with a victory versus uh Matt Weber, uh one thirty eight to ninety eight. 
very solid outing for both. Um, Matt stayed strong with Tom Brady, got disappointed in the game that, you know, what was steady and fine for Tom Brady, but he didn't get his rushing touchdown this time. He only had one passing touchdown. It was just kind of a uh, a rushing outing for them. Uh, Jared Goff did well for Jake. Nick Chubb went berserk. Uh, Mark Ingram got a tutty. Uh, Raheem Hostert did do really well for for uh, for Matt, but then he was he left the game with an injury. Hate to see that. Julio was hurt during this game, didn't do a whole lot, got two catches for 24. Mike Evans did pop off. You always love to see the stack. That always helps. The Brady to Evans. Travis Kelsey had a great game. A.J. Green had a million targets and only three catches. Hate to see it. But Jake just had fantastic performances. Uh, Tyler Boyd got a clutch late garbage time touchdown. Terry McLaurin tore it up. Darren Waller seems like an absolute maniac. Um, DK Metcalf is the biggest man on earth and Jake just pulled out a great win at 138 to 98. Um, both had pretty good start, just start decisions. I don't think there was really anything too crazy. Um, yeah, Matt could have started Daryl Henderson, but no one really knew that was going to happen. That's kind of a thing that for now, Jake didn't start Mike Isecki and he was a freaking maniac stud that week at 23 points from the tight end position. Um, but again, he had Darren Waller, so like I guess you could be like, oh, I'm going to flex Darren Waller and Mike Kosicki, and I called you crazy for it, but it would have worked. Um, <clears throat> moving on, I actually had a really good outing uh, for a matchup of, with Austin Dandy and the Legends of Tomorrow, Sean Stein. It was 143-104. to 104. It was a steamrolling, but uh, putting up 100 points is always a good place to be. You just happen to face Sean Stein with an absolute monster roster. Again, Josh Allen is a cheat code. With his carrying, um, he also faced a Miami pass defense that seemed non-existent and lost Byron Jones, who was probably a big part of their game plan in the middle of the game. He went for 40 points. Josh Jacobs, again, just looks fantastic. Jonathan Taylor with the lead role, getting almost 20 points. Mari Cooper, Calvin Ridley seems to be the best wide receiver in the league. Um, <clears throat> and then having another good performance with DJ Chark and CD Lamb. I mean, he just did a really good job. His young guys are really pulling through here early in the season. Um, some, you know, people thought maybe they, they wouldn't do so well with, you know, all these younger guys with the, the COVID stuff and not being able to work out and having l- less chemistry than veterans and less experience than veterans. Are they going to do the right things? So far, so good for a lot of his guys, at least. Um, Austin, like I said, still had a great performance. Uh, Leonard Fournette went crazy. Matt Ryan went crazy. Um, and then he had some, but Deontay Johnson also went crazy. Sterling Shepard got hurt in the middle of that game. That feels bad. Greg Olson, he tried to, he tried to chase the, uh, the week one points of Greg Olson with a touchdown. Greg Olson had, uh, one catch for no yards, I think. And so, uh, not great. Um, Cortland Sutton left the game hurt. That's horrible. Jarvis didn't do a whole lot. Uh, David Johnson didn't do a whole lot, so very tough. He had some tough matchups, but he did, he got some big points from some of his guys, and it's just fantasy football, and that's how it's the way it is sometimes, me. All right, and another fantastic win for Phil, a 112-104 to win versus Dumb Dak, our reigning champion. Um, you love to see the upsets. Dakota, it took a lot of grace on Phil's side. Saquon Barkley blew the shit out of his knee. You hate to see it, but again, that's what happens. I mean, to beat Dakota by eight points, he needed Saquon to blow his knee and Anthony Miller to get 
absolutely goose egg zero catches. So, um, but still, Jonu Smith went crazy for him. Alvin Kamara went absolutely super Camario and just got the star and was going crazy in the game. Um, so that really saved him. He, Dakota did have a great performance from Cam Newton, Dalvin Cook, Tyler Lockett, and uh, Julian Edelman that really kept him in the game. But that the Alvin Kamara superstar effect really came in there on, uh, was it Sunday night or Monday night? Pulled him through a huge victory. Our reigning champ is 0-2. Phil, a prospect. Perspective, yes, perspective. Um, guy pushing for a championship, starting two and zero with two big wins. Fantastic to see it. Uh, next matchup, Jake Bright is looking to be an absolute monster here in the first month of the season, putting up another hundred and forty point performance to beat Yetter House Yetter one forty six to ninety four. He got fantastic performance again. For, like I said, MVP caliber Kyler Murray. MVP Kyler Aaron Jones with 46 freaking points. Melvin Gordon's looking good. He started Robbie Anderson, who seems to be a, you know, he's uh, got under the uh, the the butthole smear that is Adam Gase. He's escaped it. He's gotten away, and now he's in Carolina, and he's like, hey, I'm really good. Um, so he's starting to do good. Um, you love to see that. Miles Sanders is back. Got 20 touches. Love to see that. He's an ascending star in the league. Um, and all those guys just put up a whopping amount of points. Uh, Yetter chasing week one flames started Aaron Rodgers. Don't disagree with it, especially when Deshaun Watson had such a tough matchup. Um, Joe Mixon's still not really getting it done. Todd Gurley getting a lot of work, not a lot of production. I think he's averaging like three a touch. It's not great. Um, but Hopefully, you know, uh, positive regression can happen for him and he can start getting some numbers up. Uh, Hayden Hurst had a big game. David Montgomery's back looking healthy. And Will Fuller had a fat goose egg again after a, a week one fantastic performance. Uh, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters shut him down. Um, but uh, not too bad to start decisions for these guys. Uh, you know, John Brown kind of went off on his bench. Uh, on Yetter's bench, but uh, again, it wouldn't have made a difference. This, I mean, Jake, 146 points. It is almost impossible to beat that, and I think he could have even had a better lineup with Josh Kelly on his bench. Um, like, yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, he's absolutely tearing it up right now. And uh, for the last matchup, a huge, huge win for LBS Air Incorporated. Um, if you need air compressors, he's your guy, Maybe. Not Dakota, Craig, uh, with a big 125 narrow victory over the first order at 120 points, a former champion of our league, five points. He had an absolute insane performance from Dak Prescott to beat the Falcons 40-39. to He had put up 43 points, 450 yards, and three rushing touchdowns, like an absolute maniac, barely to be overdone. Uh, Pat Mahomes for Mark in the first order put up 30 points. He had Christian McCaffrey with 22 and then got a uh, crazy high, a crazy unfortunate high ankle sprain. Did not finish the game. Thankfully, he still was able to put up two touchdowns and 60 yards because he's CMC and he's insane. Uh, Zeke had a great performance. DeAndre Hopkins had another great performance. Um, Devontae Adams was playing hurt. Did not turn out. But no event. No event turned up. Um, I mean, what a close match this was. I was watching it throughout the day, and I was like, holy smokes. Uh, my boy DJ Moore did fantastic. Stefan Diggs, because, with Josh Allen, absolutely torched the Miami Dolphins for 26 points. 
Chris Carson is having another great game. He's really coming it through the air, doing some good stuff there. Um, again, and not too crazy of start stitch decisions. James Robinson looks to be a Pro Bowl caliber running back, so I guess Mark should have started him there, but, I mean, who would have known? Um, he's getting a ton of work. He's getting 100-yard games and touchdowns like crazy in the first two weeks. Um, what a pickup that was for a, for a guy like Mark where his roster was thin as anything. That was such a crucial waiver wire pickup for him and will probably be a staple for his team in the future at the at a flex position or while CMC is out that'll be huge um yeah uh Tyler Higby was a, a bad not start on Craig's decision that was a head scratcher for me he's been absolutely on fire he looks to be ended last season on fire started week one on fire he looks to be a focal point of that offense and he started TJ Hawkinson fair enough but Higby to me is a stud. So that was a head scratcher for me. Um, and that's the, uh, the week two roundup that put us. We have two, three undefeated teams. Uh, the Legends of Tomorrow and Sean Stein, Captain Kiger at 2-0, and and uh, Jake Bright at 2-0. and Our 0-2 teams are House Yetter, uh, Austin Dandy, and Dumb Dak. It's, you know, a bunch of one-on-ones naturally. There's, it's still anybody's game. Anybody, I think. If proven by Anthony in his week one performance can beat anyone. If you do, if you drop an egg, he will slash you with Clyde and Russ and some weird performance from somebody else that that a, that somehow happens. Um, he is not a cakewalk victory. He is currently has more points than I do on the season. I am the current loser in points uh, at only 154. Now, if you guys want to go into the Google Sheet, um, you can check all this stuff. I have. Our true total points, which to remind you guys is, I'm getting all of, I uh, after the week is done, I uh, write down what everybody's. If you had your perfect lineup, if you started all of the best players for your week, what you how many points you would have had, I add those all up, and that is your true total points for the week. And then I also do your uh, so I, then I take that number, um, and actually I take the points that you did get for the for that week. And I divide them by your true total points, and that's what how I get your management percentage. So uh, each week I will be posting on the sheet uh, the true total points and the manager percentage next to it. Uh, and then all the way at the bottom below that, I'm going to try and keep up with your season average or your season total points and then your average manager uh, percentage for the season at the bottom. Over to the right, I've got points for. I've got uh, so I got points for. I've got points against. I've got your margin. Um, I have columns for power ranking and strength of schedule. I'm not going to do those until probably week four. Um, strength of schedule is just going to be a listing of your opponents and their total win loss for the season. So not at the time that you played them, but just to continue to like these guys I played. These are their records. Um, if you guys have a better way, you think you could do that. We could go for it. I, I, I know like one thought I had was, you know, like the points against you per week and then their schedule, but obviously I already have your points against you already listed there, so you can just kind of use your own inference of, all right, well, this is the record of the guys are playing against. Here's their margin of uh, between points for and points against. Here's their points for their points against. Like I have it all right there, all next to each other. You can kind of make your inductions, and then I'll have the power rankings all next to those. So that's how I'm going to do the sheet. Um, that's pretty much all I'm going to have there. So, I mean, that's a good amount of stuff. But uh, definitely let me know if there's other things you guys think could be in there that I could that aren't too crazy to track. 
Um, but otherwise, that's how the Google Sheet's going to be rocking out. I think it'll be a cool tool to look at and reference, especially when you're listening to the podcast. You can kind of look at this as you're listening. I think it'll be really cool. And yeah. All right, so heading into week three, I already I just addressed it, but just to go back over it, our 0-2 teams are Yetter, Jacked, or Dumdack, <laughs> and Austin Dandy. You know, 0-2, it doesn't ruin your season. 0-3 hurts a lot more, so you absolutely don't want to be that. And let's look at their matchups. They um, Austin is not looking to do so hot this week against Craig. Uh, he is definitely not projected to win. Um Why is this happening? Sorry, technical difficulties. All right, so it's going to be a rough matchup. Uh, Dak Prescott has a huge matchup here. Chris Carson against in the same matchup is going to be looking very good. Um, DJ Moore could have a good game. Tyler Higby is in Craig's lineup. I think the world of him. He's actually going two tight ends this week with TJ Hawkinson and Tyler Higby. Let's see how it goes. I just said it was bold, and I'd kind of give you a side eye about it, but here he is doing it. Um, because of injuries, which you hate to see, hit uh, Austin has Sterling Shepard, David Njoku, and Corinton Sutton all on IR. Um, so he's got to start Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson and Greg Olson. You don't love the three of them. You're just uh, Chris Thompson already played on Thursday, gave him a whopping five points. It's something you hate goose eggs, but he's getting some stuff there. He's going to have to really hope from some big performance from David Johnson against Pittsburgh, which isn't likely. Leonard Fournette against um, against Denver Broncos. Uh, he has Leonard Fournette. Craig has Ron, uh, Ronald Jones, who's going to be the guy that gets the yards and touchdowns this week. It seems like it's going to be a flip-flop situation. So uh, Austin's really going to have to wo- hope for a win there. He's going to have to hope for another big performance from Matt Ryan. And he's going to have to hope that Jarvis and not Odell Beckham is the one that scores. I do think Deontay Johnson has a big week this week. Um, I think he's been leading that team in targets every week. I think he is... Um, absolute love child for uh, Ben Roethlisberger. So uh, I won't count Austin out, but he's got a tough trail ahead of him to get this victory. Um, looking at the other O2 matchup, a big matchup. Legends of Tomorrow, Sean Stein, who's a hopeful championship effort. He tanked the first two seasons, intentionally trading all of his big players, got all the assets. He drafted his players. Now his team is ascending. He is projected to win 114-109. to 109. Um, Dakota made a big trade this week, as you all discussed. He traded the whole boat, all of his assets, and Saquon Barkley for Julio Jones and Raheem Mostert. He's like, I need to get my talent back. I need to get my roster ready to go. And now both of them aren't playing. So Dakota's sitting here. Um, His starting roster is not horrible. Certainly competitive. Cam Newton... With, he's a cheat code like Josh Allen with his leg power. Dalvin Cook's a stud. Um, he did pick up uh, Devontae Freeman, or he already, no, he already had Devontae Freeman from Sean Stein. That was a previous trade in the tanking efforts, I think, of last season. Um, uh, so Devontae Freeman signed with the Giants. How much work is he going to get this week? I think limited. I think he might get some short yardage stuff, some stuff where it's not too crazy. Like the the, the reading's going to be easy. I don't think he's going to get a lot of third down work just because I don't think he's going to be read up on the pass protection stuff. So you're going to probably see a lot more Deion Lewis on third down. Um, they'll probably have Freeman in for like stuff, like design stuff like screens maybe. Um, but Allen Robinson could have a huge game this week. Tyler Lockett could have a huge game this week. Both have plus matchups versus Atlanta and Dallas respectively. Um, 
Dalton Schultz is getting targeted heavy. Zach Ertz is going to need to get targeted heavy in a game that I think is going to hit the over uh, with Cincinnati and Philly. I think they're uh, going to be a shootout there. So, uh, I mean, Zach Ertz could get targeted. Maybe Dallas Goddard, who Sean has started, is going to get targeted. It's going to be interesting kind of with uh, the Jones and Fournette matchup. What's gonna, Who's going to do better here, Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard? Another fun thing to keep an eye on. Um, but, yeah, Sean's got all his young guns in. He's got DeAndre Swift. He's got C.D. Lamb in. He's got Calvin Ridley. He's got Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs. He's got all the young guys. They're all in. He tanked. He's got his homies in. The only ones he didn't put in were... Sony Michelle and J.K. Dobbins. So um, we'll see. He's got A.J. Brown out, George Kill out. Can he get a win? We'll find out. The other big O2 matchup is uh, Yetter versus Jake Jennings. House Yetter, House Jennings. Who's going to pull through here? I think this quarterback performance is going to be pretty even here. Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, both look solid. Aaron Rodgers looked elite again in week one and looked good in week two. Um but Nick Chubb looks to be back on pace to be a great great runner. But that Washington front five is ridiculous. This is the scariest front five I may have ever seen, especially on such a bad team. They're going to try and keep them in that game. Um, Jake's making a bold start with uh, Cordell Patterson. I mean, hey, call your shots. I'm all about it. Again, Jake is fighting the unfortunate nature of a Marlon Mack injury, um, and a Cam Akers injury, and a Tevin Coleman injury, so he's kind of put in a tough spot here at running back, he's got to go Cordell Patterson, shit sucks, um, he has no one else to put in there, gotta do what you gotta do, unfortunate situation, um, injuries are horrible, but he does have previously mentioned stud Darren Waller in a potentially bad matchup against New England, um, they haven't given up a lot of points to tight end, but I really don't think they faced teams that have had amazing tight ends or that utilize their tight end. So I think Darren Waller's still going to eat. I think he's still the number one target. Juju has a solid matchup against Houston. They don't have some sort of amazing um, cover guys. They have a good safety in Justin Reed, but that's about it. DK, and again, in the Met Biz big matchup I've already been discussing, and Dallas versus Seattle, Russ is absolutely cooking, and DK Metcalf is a large individual. Another large muscular individual is uh, Terry McLaurin against a uh, Cleveland secondary that's been kind of getting gassed up a little bit, um, got shredded, and Denzel Ward can keep up with Terry's speed. Are they going to keep up with his physicality? Ohio State on Ohio State crime. Who's going to win? We'll find out. Um, I do always enjoy Yetter's team. Solid guys. Um, they're going to put up some points. Keenan Allen with Justin Herbert looked better than with Tyrod because Tyrod can't hit a barn with the football. Robert Woods I love. Hayden Hurst um, without Julio is going to get increased targets. Gurley is hopefully going to get some extra work without Julio. Alan Lazard without Devontae Freeman or Devontae Freeman. Devontae Adams is going to get a lot of extra work. So I th I do I'm going to th I think Yetter's going to pull this out. He is again projected to win 110 to 99. Jake is really get hurt by his injuries here, and I think he's going to pull it out. Um, moving on, I'm going to go to Jake Bright and Sloppy Toppy. In their matchup, I think Jake Bright is teams absolutely on, you know, lava fire. Um, and Anthony's team is 
a shadow of what a team should be. So I think he's going to get absolute steamrolled. He is projected to already lose by 40 points. I think he'll be lucky to lose by 40 points. Obviously, Clyde has a tough matchup against the Ravens. Um, Russell should cook against uh, Dallas's defense. They look bad. Nikhil Harry, I do think, is um, going to get a lot of work here throughout the season as Cam gets more comfortable in the offense. He gets more comfortable with Nikhil. Nikhil is a big homie and Cam Newton historically loves big homies. I think Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funches, um, Greg Olson, all big homies. Nikhil Harry is a big homie. Um, he is starting Devin Duvernay. I don't think that's so much for his receiving prowess, but because we do have slight return points, and Duvernay is our kick returner. So I do think potentially in a game where Kansas City is scoring a lot of touchdowns, that, that could be an interesting start. You know, if he gets takes to the house again, oh, like Jared Cook with no Michael Thomas should not should again be another good start for Anthony. Um, again, he's starting Gandy Golden, head scratcher for me personally, especially when you have Mike Davis. I don't understand it, or Isabella, or Van Jefferson, or Brian Edwards. You name it. Again, not my team. Do your thing. Um, uh, Jake Bright is playing it safe, though. He's not starting uh, Kenny Galladay, which I think is the smartest move, especially when you're facing Jake, uh, facing a team as Anthony's. Don't need to start Kenny Galladay and get a goose egg because he may be more hurt than what he actually is, or they're, they're saying. He's starting Josh Kelly, which I think is going to go crazy this week. Robbie Anderson looks fantastic. Miles Sanders is fantastic. Thielen's looking to bounce back after a meh week. And Aaron Jones is on hot lava fire. So I really do think Jake Bright's going to run away with that matchup. No question about it. Uh, in a matchup of Captain Kiger in the first against the first order in what looks to be one of the higher scoring games of the week. Um, right now they both had a couple players already play on Thursday night. Uh, as mentioned earlier, uh, Mark had a huge pickup in James Robinson. He started in this week. Smart decision. He had a massive week. Uh, 27.65 points. Started him off hot. He is projected to win 129 to 122 right now. Phil got 7.2 points from uh, Preston Williams, who had two catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Hey, you give me two catches and you fall in the end zone, I'll take it every single time. Um, doesn't have to be pretty. Just give me some points. Uh, Alvin Kamara is going to go Super Kamario again. He's going to hit that. He's going to get that star at some point, and he's just going to zig and zag through the whole defense, and he's just going to be amazing. Green Bay's linebackers are not great. Um, I think Alvin's. Alvin and the Saints are just going to do the thing. Uh, Derrick Henry is due for a touchdown. He has yet to score yet. He's gotten, like, I think 58 carries in two weeks. I think he falls into the end zone this week. Uh, Cooper Cup does have a really tough competition. I think Tredavious White's going to follow Cooper Cup, especially in the red zone, because Cooper Cup is such a red zone monster. Um, so I think it's going to be a little difficult for Cooper this week, but I think Van, uh, I was going to say Van McVay. Sean McVay is a really smart play caller if he wants to get Cooper Cup open I think he can do it uh Joe New without uh AJ Brown it looks again to be able to eat he looks like a freakish breakout tight end this year um as of so far been going he's Phil's got him locked and loaded ready to go against uh Noah Fant on the other team here um He's also under a hot start. There's no Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy's a little hurt. I think Noah Fant's also going to eat this week in a great matchup. But he does have uh, a tough matchup because Xavier, rookie Xavier McKinney for Tampa Bay has looked fantastic. He is active, ready to go. He's been playing really well. So we'll see how that matchup goes. Marvin Jones, if Kenny Galladay is playing, I think Marvin Jones is even better. I mean, they're going to be focused on Kenny Galladay. Marvin Jones only plays well without with Kenny Galladay, not without him. Um, Marvin's a big play waiting to happen. 
And then in M. Brown versus M. Brown, Malcolm Brown versus uh, Marquise Brown, I think Marquise could have a big game. It's a... I don't want to say Kansas City's defense is tough, but they do, they do try to take away um, the deep shots and they try to make you trickulate down the field because their offense is the, they can ex- score in a minute. Um, so they do try to keep you around there. We'll see how our offense does against uh, Kansas City's defense. But Phil's definitely going to have to hope for a bomb there to Marquise. And, yeah, let's move on to the next one. Yeah, pretty sure the only one I haven't talked about is my matchup. I have a fun matchup versus Matt Weber, Supreme Leader versus Matt Weber. Um, uh, we are projected to be 118 to 97 in my favor. I have some guys with some great matchups. Michael Gallup, and I keep talking about that juicy matchup with Seattle-Dallas. I got Michael Gallup in there. Austin Eckler versus Carolina, who's even through last season and still seems to be true this year, has, is absolutely horrible against the run. Um, they lost Luke Keekley. trying to think they lost it. Defensive linemen, they didn't re-sign Eric Reed at safety, their leading tackler last year. I don't know. You can make your own assumptions on that. Um, and so they're getting absolutely torched in the run game. James Conner uh, bouncing back off a huge performance. I'm ready to lock and load him. He seems healthy. He seems ready to go. I'm going to play him while he's healthy before he's not a healthy. Um, Matt does have Mark Ingram. You're hoping for some goal line touchdowns there. Uh, D'Angelo Henderson, his former first round pick, finally getting a start. I think it's probably the first time he's been in his lineup after being a first round pick um, from trading Gurley. So, hey, let's get it for him. All the wishes for Matt. I'm sure Matt's excited for his opportunity. I do think he's a really good play this week. Mike Evans is in the lineup. Um, Travis Kelsey is in the lineup. You love to see those guys. They're going to be awesome. Odell Beckham, I'm rocking him. We'll see if he can continue uh, being a focal point of the offense, if Baker can um, continue to have success on play action. Uh, they seem to really change their game plan. They played the Ravens a way different way than they played uh, the Bengals. Granted, the Bengals are way worse than us, but that, I, I saw their play calling change a lot. They were trying to just drop Baker back straight up, uh, three five-step drops and doing shotgun snap stuff, and it just wasn't working for us. Last, with the Bengals, they were doing a lot of play action, um, even early in the game before Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb went off, so I think they're going to continue that. Odell's going to have some deep shots. Um, got Evan Ingram in. Uh, Sterling Shepard's not playing. Golden Tate's coming back off injury. Um, I mean, and the San Francisco defense is absolutely nothing. They have no Richard Sherman. They lost their other corner. They have no Solomon Thomas, no Joey Bosa, or Nick Bosa. Um rather. So uh, I'm repping Evan Ingram and hoping for the best. I got Tyreek versus Baltimore. Really tough matchup. Our defense, our secondary is so dynamic at so many levels, but I'm just hoping for it. I mean, he's my, he's a big part of my offense, especially, um, you know, just big plays. You got to hope for it. He goes crazy against the Ravens. We've always had a good secondary. So uh, I think he's going to excel. Kenyon Drake uh, has a fantastic matchup against Detroit. He hasn't been outstanding. Um, for his draft price, where he tip- was going in the draft late first, early second. Um, he hasn't done horribly. He's just been okay. He hasn't impressed. I think he's going to impress this week. He's going to have a big game against Detroit. Um, so my projections for wins, I think I'm going to beat Matt. Uh, Jake Bright's going to be going to beat Anthony. I think, uh, I think Mark's going to squeeze out a really close game against Phil, you know what? F that. I'm switching it. Phil's gonna win. I think Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara and Jonu go absolutely super sane. Um, but 
I just don't know believe if I believe in the uh, Malcolm Brown and uh, Russell Gage experience this week. So yeah, I got Phil, myself, Bright. Um, I'm going to go Craig is going to beat Austin um, by a good margin. I think Yetter's going to beat Jake by a convincing amount. And, oh, it's going to be a tough one. Um, but because he's got to be rocking some bench, I'm going Legends of Tomorrow, Sean Stein to beat Dakota. So... Um, after this week, I anticipate Austin and Dakota to go to 0-3 and being quite the hole. I expect Sean Stein, Jake Bright, and yeah, and Phil to all still be 3-0 and and just pulling away from the crew. So uh, good luck to everybody in all those matchups. And let's get to my picks for the week. Okay, so my starts of the week. At quarterback, I got Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, both of them. They already talked about that huge matchup. I think that game is going to go absolutely super sane. Um, Seattle's defense, um, as Mina Kimes put it, gets less pressure on the quarterback than a motel showerhead. Absolutely savage comment that is so accurate. When your best pass rusher is your strong safety, it's not good. Um, So Dak's going to be able to absolutely just truck down the field and score points. I think Russ is going to answer all of those points with a crippled uh, Dallas defense. Russ is going to cook, do great. Stafford with Kenny Galladay back um, is my other quarterback pick. I think with Kenny in the lineup, he's going to be able to dice it all over the field, and he's going to put up a big week. Uh, Running back, I have Kenyon Drake, Miles Sanders, Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry, I kind of talked about it. He's been getting an insane amount of workload, as he should. Um, He has full full ownership of that backfield. He's getting all the targets as well for the most part. Um, I think he falls into the end zone twice this week. Miles Sanders with all the receivers gone, um, with Carson Wentz not playing his best against a team uh, like the Cincinnati Bengals, who are not good, who got absolutely ran all over by the Browns. I think Miles Sanders, they let him be the offense this week. I think he goes absolutely crazy runs all over the place. Uh, Kenyon Drake facing the Lions. I think they're going to try and keep Stafford off the field. Uh, they're going to let um, Murray dink and dunk and just absolutely have Kenyon Drake shred that that pa- uh, the lack of run defense over there. For the Lions, Kenyon Drake goes crazy. Uh, wide receiver, I have Allen Robinson, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson. Uh, Tyler Lockett, kind of already talked about it. Russ, going to cook. Lockett's going to cook with him. End of conversation. Uh, Allen Robinson, uh, he's getting the targets. He's getting the workload. Anthony Miller isn't doing a whole lot. Um, you know, the, the tight ends aren't doing a whole lot there. I think um, you know, Mitch Trubisky loves him some Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is an elite wide receiver. He's going to get open. He's going to get a touchdown this week. He's going to do great. I'm, I think he's going to go for 101. Um, Deontay Johnson, he's just he's been leading the the team in targets, and he's like top five in the league in targets. Big Ben has just given him everything in the world. Um, I think Deontay has a crazy breakout week. I think he goes absolutely crazy against uh, Houston and a possible another blowout win um, against the Houston team, who's going to be 0-3, and, and people are going to be pissed about it. Uh, tight end, I got Zach Ertz, Hayden Hurst, and Logan Thomas. Uh, Zach Ertz spoke about it earlier. The Eagles have no receiving options right now. They only have... Um, Deshaun Jackson, who is not a route runner possession guy. He's going to be run, rocking it deep. Um, Zach Ertz and Dallas Scott are going to room the middle, and I think Zach Ertz is going to assert his dominance this week and really be the tight end one and franchise guy that they want. Uh, Hayden Hurst, no Julio. 
He's starting to build his connection with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's spoken about the love for him that he's you know the best tight end he's ever played with. I believe in Hayden Hurst. He's going to go crazy. Um, people are going to be doubling and tripling. Uh, Calvin Ridley and Hayden Hurst is just going to run free. Um, Logan Thomas, uh, for those of you who don't know, he is a converted quarterback to tight end. He is like 28 now. He's been to multiple teams. He was with the Bills for a while. Uh, but now he is the tight end one for the Washington Redskins. Terry McLaurin is a young quarterback. They target simple routes. Logan Thomas, the running backs, those are all simple targets. He uh, looks to be a good route runner. He's a big body. He's an athletic body. I'm ready for t- Thomas or <laughs> Logan Thomas, not Thomas Logan. I'm ready for Logan to do really well this week and give Washington a fighting chance this week in their matchup. And that's all I got for this week, guys. Uh, good luck in all your matchups. Um, have fun. Enjoy football. And uh, hope you enjoy the podcast. Good luck.